Shelton. It's Dana and Jay. All right, welcome to the latest edition of Hear That Podcast. Growlin, Paul Inger Jr., Jay Morrison of The Athletic are here with you. Update edition, we could call it. Just a quick hitter here. We wanted to kind of, you know, we, we had the reaction to the cut down to 53 that came to you earlier this week. But as the next wave and then the next wave and then the next wave's wave have all kind of blown through, the dust finally kind of settles um, on the Bengals, not just the 53, but the 69, really, right? Because you're throwing in your 16 practice squad players and that got completed on Thursday afternoon here as we record this when receiver Trenton Irwin uh, cleared waivers and reverts to the team. So all the roster gymnastics the Bengals did to add a couple new pieces and form their practice squad basically pay off as it goes. Um, let's, let's start with sort of the additions. Since the 53 went down, the Bengals did place two waiver claims on Wednesday. They added edge rusher Wyatt Ray uh, and cornerback Nick McLeod. Now, Nick McLeod is an undrafted free agent um, playing for the Bills. Wyatt Ray, a little bit more experienced, but you know, basically going off a really nice preseason from the Titans. The edge rusher, Jay, I mean, we saw that coming. We knew they would be looking for one. It seemed wide open, and it was one of the first spots they went to. Yeah, especially, I mean, I, I wonder if Kareem doesn't get hurt, if Khalid Kareem doesn't get hurt, if they do that. Because it was it was a risk exposing both Mike Thomas and Trent Irwin to waivers to, to grab these guys that are just going to be depth pieces. Um, Thomas but, technically was terminated, so he wasn't terminated, exposed yes. to waivers True. because it was. It's it, always this interesting roster gymnastics that they do, right? It, I remember this from Michael Johnson a few years back, where they had to tell him, "Look, we just want to get somebody else on, so we're going to have to cut you, knowing that we're going to sign you tomorrow." And then it's like you're the the gymnastics is the risk the player can choose then to. to tell you to piss off but if they kind of agree to it you can use it to your advantage and that's they were able to do that with thomas whereas Irwin, they had to sweat it out sorry to interrupt i just it sparked that memory no and that's that's uh, it's a good point because if vested veterans guys with four years in the league do not need to clear waivers they are free to sign anywhere once they are their contracts are terminated but it still even though you have that handshake agreement it's still a bit of a risk because you don't i mean i know mike Johnson was not happy about that. No. It doesn't look good to say to see your name on the waiver wire, but or the termination contract terminated list. But but yeah, it, w- it was a bit of a risk for the Bengals, and they they get both guys back. Um, and, and again, I, I wonder if if they do that with if they grab a guy like Wyatt Ray um, if Kareem doesn't get hurt. And the other thing is, you know, they 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 very well could have placed more waiver claims. They were fifth on the wire. Currently the, the waiver wire is the same as last year's draft order. So, you know, a team ahead of them could have beat them to a guy. Uh, they don't, they don't publish those, the, the, the teams that, that missed out. Um, but yes, corner was a little surprising. Um, makes you wonder about the, the, the Trey Wayne's injury, um, but definite uh, an edge rusher. Just it made sense with Kareem down. They are they are really thin at there right now. 
So yeah, so Khalid Kareem, like you mentioned, he, he does end up going on IR, designated to return. Updating that, I mean, that's three weeks now um, that he has to be out minimum with his shoulder injury. Um, but they had to pull him through the the fifty three, which they did in order to then place him on IR and replace him uh, on the roster, which they did with Thomas. So so Kareem, people have asked questions about that. There's still this very weird shroud of mystery over it. I will say there's a competitive advantage this time of year when everybody's jockeying for doing different things with their roster and hiding players here and trying to stash this and trying to make moves. To, if you have somebody with any injury to just be very mum on that and just, you know, once you've completed your process, then you can talk a little bit more openly about what's going on. I think that's the major reason that there's been a lot of mystery and not wanting to say anything about Khalid Kareem's shoulder injury. But he is on IR with designation return. So anytime after, after three weeks, he can come off. We don't know how long that will be. We haven't had a chance to really talk to anybody further about that yet. Um, there are just a couple of practices this week that were very small. And then it's a big long weekend off for everybody. Where after they reconvene, they'll reconvene on Monday starting their game week. But Kareem kind of goes in, goes out. Wyatt Ray comes in. I think you're, you know, I think you're still going to see Darius Hodge. You know, kind of be that third pass rusher in passing situations. They're going to give him a chance to be that guy. Um, but they had to have some other options there, and we'll see what comes of of Wyatt Ray as he gets here. And McLeod is kind of an interesting addition in that, okay, you've got seven corners. Well, I guess you've got six if you're counting Trey Wayne's missing some time, which we're expecting. Um, but I, the, to me, that was undrafted free agent, played really well in, in some action, had about 100 snaps for the Bills, and particularly the first two games played really well um, and want, willing to give him a shot, obviously willing to give him enough of a shot to put him on your 53-man roster. Maybe they try to get him on the 53 and then move him down in a couple of weeks once they get him here in-house and convince him to stay here on their practice squad. We'll see if it's if there's some other maneuvering going on because I have a hard time seeing him being active on game day, right? Yeah, not this quick. Even if he is, um, I, I don't know this for a fact, but if he is a, a quality gunner or it can give you something on special teams, I mean, it it, it would it would be surprising. Now they did it with Quentin Spain, but that was a much different situation uh, where he started two days after rise, arriving. But to to ask McLeod to go out there and be active. Um, it just it wouldn't make much sense unless they have another injury. I mean, if they know they're probably I, and we don't know this, but the fact that they they didn't play Eli Apple in the final, I think there is a question mark about whether Trey Waynes will be open, ready for the opener. So if you're already down one, and then something happens somewhere else, in, in you know tomorrow today's practice, tomorrow's practice, uh, next week, it, it's just a, it's a nice security blanket to have that guy. But barring an injury, yeah, I, I don't see him being active. Darius Phillips uh, not at practice on Thursday of note. Uh, perhaps there's a connection there. We shall we shall see. Um, outside of that, Trey Hill also not at Thursday practice. So you're kind of – some names you're watching, but we'll, we'll be more interested in who's practicing on Monday when they all come back. There's a lot of people that will be nursing stuff as they just – there's no reason to put any extra on them uh, until you actually get into kind of game week next week. So – 
McLeod, Ray, here, Thomas, and Irwin both end up getting back onto the roster. Now let's talk about the practice squad for those people that are real hard practice squatters. <laughs> um, you know, the the names I think that you were interested to see if they would find their way back, there's been a lot of discussion uh, about Thad Moss. And I think the Bengals got the best case scenario here for them. They get the better practice, the better special teams player on the regular roster to be active on game day, but have the replacement they want in case an injury happens to CJ Uzama and Drew Sample ready and to go on, on the PS. And it's important to remind people how easy it is to move up between practice squad and the regular active roster on game day. Now it's just so much easier and there's so many guys and you can have all these veterans if you want uh, on, on your practice squad that you're, you're really set up to move at a moment's notice with pretty smoothly. If there's any issue uh, with injury with CJ or Drew and, and Moss is here and he's still here hanging with Burrow and it's like he never left, right? Everything that people complained about, you kind of get the best case scenario and they had to be pretty confident that Moss would want to come back here and also confident that nobody was going to claim him and both proved to be true. Yeah, and now I'm really interested to see next week on Tuesday, I believe it's Tuesday, it might be Monday, but I think it is Tuesday, they will they will be allowed to protect four practice squad guys that no – Normally, any other team can poach a practice squad player at any time. Um, that they're starting last year with the COVID rules, they were allowed to protect four every week, and it was always kind of interesting to see. Obviously, it's the guys they value most on that list, and then it also comes down to maybe where they're thinnest, and they they know they need to protect a guy that you, you don't want to lose. But but I would imagine that that Thad Moss will be one of those four next week. You never know, and there's always weird reasoning to why they do choose certain guys. Um, and I'm, I, it's, it might be even worth some more conversation with them about why they do do that, and, and we'll try to get some of that to you as we get closer to the season. But uh, you know, you never quite know why they're going to choose who they do choose. An interesting thing about the practice squad when you look at it and see it formed, you know, <laughs> I mean, you've got one offensive lineman on there. You're Keaton Sutherland, you know, who also has obviously never played an NFL snap. You've got on the roster Jackson Carmen, Trey Hill, and Deontay Smith, who've never played an NFL snap. You have Isaiah Prince, who has 70 NFL snaps from his rookie year in Dolphins with the Dolphins, and 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 you know Fred Johnson. And we discussed this a lot the other day, and I wrote about it. And you can go and read that at the Athletic. We still have a 50 percent off subscription deal going right now. By the way, if you're if you're interested in doing that for the season and getting on board with everything we're doing, but I mean, it's just hanging out there, man. It's just a big meatball right now. Mm. It's just, you, know, you don't have anybody in the practice squad. It's, it seems like they should be interested in somebody with some experience being involved, whether even if you could sneak them on the PS or, or put them into the back in the roster. And, and we have not seen any of that. You know, there's just very much a stamp of approval of these rookies. And, you know, it's, it's just very risky. It's just very risky, and it continues to look that way. It is risky. But, I mean, really, you look at the, the offensive linemen that have been let go, and, I mean, I mean, Bobby Hart's on that list. There's I mean, what? Bring back, we, hashtag bring back Bobby. 
<laughs> no? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you're going to get anybody, if you're going to go out and, and find someone to add to the practice squad, you would think it would be someone more on the interior um, than it would be a tackle, even though they're not, it's not, they're not set by any means. But, but you do have Fred Johnson as a swing tackle, and then Isaiah Prince has played in this league. I'll vary, what is it, 47 snaps, you said. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just it, there wasn't. It's not like there was anybody they let go and, and didn't bring back to the practice squad that was going to be Michael Jordan, in, but he got claimed by Carolina. Yeah, that was out of their hands. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's Gunnar Vogel, and you look at the other offensive linemen they let go. There's just it is. It's it's thin and it's dicey, and there there's a whole lot of as you said in your story finger crossing going on right now that those starting five can stay healthy. At least early in the season until you feel like you get a little bit more work and acclimation period for those three rookies, in particular Trey Hopkins. If you're turning to Trey Hill at some point, uh, I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. You'd just love to have him get some more time to see some NFL stuff happen, on even on just on tape. Even just to watch some NFL tape of how teams are approaching blitzing and and you know all that other stuff with the with in these real games i mean it's just it's just a, it's just a big it's a big risk and but if you stay healthy nobody cares and you did some other things because of that uh but you know it's it's going to be able to keep an eye on you know what they can do there um to potentially find people that they could add. you know a guy like phil haynes who i think impressed a lot of people in seattle um was was put on waivers um you know you get surprised you didn't see something happen maybe in that direction um, to, to try to try to add. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Other, other interesting practice squad elements. Uh, they get Drew Chrisman onto the practice squad. I don't know that there was a lot of, you know, thought that there wouldn't be because he didn't participate at all in the preseason and nobody could see how well they supposedly say he was doing in OTAs and stuff. But I do that I do think it's a nice um security blanket to have and a more chance to work him as a holder uh in practice and chance to see him can how he looks without anybody else being able to see how he looks. Uh, in the long run, as a potential future replacement for Kevin Huber, and uh, yeah, like I said, a security blanket in case something were to happen to him. Yeah, and it's I, mean, I don't see anything happening this year because um, Huber is it's not he had a decent preseason. Oh I mean, yeah, he he had a couple short ones, but he had a couple bombs, um, and he, he coming off his career high in in net or in gross punting yardage. I just. Chrisman's younger, huge leg, and it is. It's a really interesting. I mean, if it's not for the expanded practice squad, you probably don't have a room for a guy like that. I don't know that the Bengals have ever had a punter on their practice squad before. It was it was really unique when they had Jake Elliott on there as a kicker in, in a couple years ago, what seventeen, and we saw how that ended up. So um, it, it is a sign of, of how they feel about Drew Christman's leg that they even used, even though it is 16 and it is expanded to, to use a practice squad spot on a punter says it, 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 it says plenty about how they feel about him. Yeah. Um, so uh, elsewhere, just to kind of quickly run through some of the other stuff, uh, Trayvon Henderson, Winston Rose, Tony Brown, 
Joe Batchy, Keandre Jones, uh, Noah Spence and Rennell Wren may be the most interesting names on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Noah Spence just got here. I think that's a matter of, all right, let's get a little bit more of an extended look of meeting Noah Spence, figuring out who he is, see where he's at motivationally, see, you know, watch him in practice a little bit to get a better feel for him. Like, no sense kicking him out now, a guy with the kind of talent that he obviously had getting drafted high, get him in the building a little bit longer and see what happens. Rennell Wren, you know, they just did a, they did a great job replacing the interior defensive tackle between the three techniques and, and the defensive tackles over the course of this offseason with the the last piece being B.J. Hill. And, and the fact that Ronell Wren is, has no role, I think, is a reflection of how well they did do that. I mean, they they drafted over top of him. They developed over top of him. Josh Tupo came in and played well over top of him. They did a good job with the three technique and getting some new pieces there. So that's what, you know, you get Ronell Wren in there uh, hanging out in the background still too. Uh, Jacques Patrick and Travion Williams both um, – stick around on the practice squads uh, along with Puka Williams, who's hurt and rehabbing still. You get Trent Taylor and Trenton Irwin, both of those guys still there. I, When do you think Trenton Irwin shows back up on the 53? I mean, you know, they kept him on there for a reason. We saw him play well for a reason. He's a backup to Tyler Boyd. I mean, I wonder how long until we see him get yanked up on game day. Yeah, maybe September 12th. Yeah. I mean, you can you can bring up you can bring up two guys. What if you bring up two? One has to be an offensive lineman. Is that correct? I can't. I can't remember that exact rule. Um, but but yeah, you you can see the value that he gives on special teams. And if, if you can bring up two, and you're not assuming there's not an injury, and and you're not super thin somewhere else, I I would think either he or maybe Thaddeus Moss. Um, but. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Trent Irwin be the be on the active game day roster against the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, in week to week, it probably depends on what's going on, right? I mean, if if, mm-hmm. if Tyler Boyd might have a pot an injury, he's pulling through during the week. He tweaked a hammy or whatever. Um, if you've got a game plan that you want to have extra slot work potentially, whatever it is, you know, I think that there's reasons you could see him get pulled up that's kind of where it stands um it's never really totally set this time of year there's still you know it's the old uh you never feel good until the first check clears so there'll be some people feeling good next week uh (laughs) but that's uh that's that's where it's at right now i think that the uh, austin cybert was claimed by detroit they went from randy bullock to austin cybert up there (laughs) (laughs) just living out Bengals fans uh nightmares didn't they grab Uh, another Bengal? Yeah, Detroit. there's. I mean, yeah. the Giants and the Lions just seem to play each other and, and put some Bengals uh, scouts uh, up there in attendance or something because they'd feel very familiar. Uh, yeah, so there's. Um, that's kind of where things stand. Again, their game week starts on Monday. They'll have a practice there. CBA mandates this a long three day weekend, which the team is taking. Um, and they'll be back on Monday with practice, players day off Tuesday, and then we're into regular Wednesday, Thursday, Friday practices, and then the home game against the Vikings. Uh, like you said, on the 12th, and uh, very excited for all that next Thursday, September 9th. Very excited. Uh, myself, Jay, Mo Egger, cast of others, uh, James Rapine is going to be there. Optimistic Bobby, of course, is going to be there. Uh, we, we, we're working out to see who else might be in attendance, but either way, uh, really excited uh, to go out to 50 West for a live event, season preview event, hang out drink, listen to us, talk some Bengals football, ask us some questions. We'll do an off-the-record Q&A. And then um, 
And then, you know, the big screens will be going on. Sand volleyball will be happening. Jay will be trying to tag into a game. And uh, we'll be drinking, watching the Cowboys and the uh, Bucks play. 50 West open until midnight that night. So uh, you'll be around for the whole game and you can hang out. Uh, we would love to have you up to come check it out, say hello and, and all that stuff. And, and if you are a growler winner, I already heard from one, Kevin Willer, what up? Looking forward to seeing you on Thursday to come collect your winnings. It's finally winnings collection time. So uh, send your reps. If you know somebody who's won a growler bet and they live out of town, call them up. Tell them all how much you love them and how much you want to get a growler on them. So, uh, all right. Thanks to everybody for listening to our little update podcast. We will uh, we'll be back next week as we start previewing the season. It's finally here, folks. Very exciting. Talk to you later. Everybody.